Do you wish you could make more fun vacation memories with your family every year? I'm Lynn Mettler, aka Go-To Travel Gal. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I help you learn to travel more by spending less and explain how easy it is for your entire family to fly free. Welcome everyone. Thanks for listening to the Families Fly Free podcast. So today we have got an episode for all of the dads out there. So I know I've got lots of dad followers and listeners um, who love to travel with their families. So I've brought with me a special guest today. So we have Lee Huffman and he um, runs the We Travel There podcast. And we're going to be talking about traveling, dads traveling on their own with their kids. So welcome, Lee. It's a pleasure to be here and uh, shout out to all the dads out there. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> um, so why don't you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself and um, how many kids you have and their ages and, and your podcast. Sure, sure. So um, I'm a full-time freelance writer. I have a, my own blog and podcast. Uh, I used to work in corporate finance in LA. And then about two and a half years ago, I decided to quit my corporate job and move from California to low cost Nashville. And uh, that way I can kind of pursue the, the dream of, of working for myself and, and seeing what I can make out of my, my, uh, my writing and my podcast and everything. And so we've been here two and a half years. Uh, my wife continues to work full time. I have two kids. Uh, they are five and nine and uh, they both have been traveling uh, their first Light was uh, at six weeks old for each of them. Wow. And uh, they've been traveling regularly ever since. And uh, like <laughs> the kids are so excited all the time whenever we talk about going to a hotel. So it's a, it's a w- pretty wonderful thing. So they're um, still excited about going to hotels? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. now during COVID, like we talk about just doing like a staycation someplace or something like that. And my daughter, her eyes light up. Oh, yeah, we're going to a hotel. And she's like ready to pack, ready to go. So, <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I was just looking with my um, younger son. I have a picture of like the first time we really took them to a hotel and how amazing they thought it was. You know, it was just like an embassy suites or something, but they thought it was so great. That was when they were much younger, not six weeks old though. <laughs> <laughs> sure. uh, but now they're, they've gotten a little bit more used to it. You know, <clears throat> we go, oh, we travel so much. Absolutely. And then my, my podcast is called We Travel There. And so what I do is I interview uh, experts from around the world to find out the best things to do in their city from a local's point of view. And so Lynn will actually be on the podcast talking about Indianapolis here soon. Yeah. So be sure to look out for that. I'll share my best tips for what to see and do if you are in Indianapolis, uh, especially if you're a sports fan or you love racing. Okay. Um, all right. So let's just start with, why don't you tell us about, um, some of the trips that you have taken with your kids where it was just been you, you know, without your wife. Yeah. So when I worked in corporate finance for a bank in LA, uh, we had a disparity of, of vacation days, you know, working for the bank, I was pretty senior up there. So I had four weeks of vacation plus two personal days and, you know, obviously banks like to take days off. So they have their, their 10 or, or so holidays uh, throughout the year as well. And then my wife, uh, she was working as HR in manufacturing and she didn't have nearly as many vacation days as I did. So I think she only had two weeks of vacation days and that was a combination of vacation and sick days. So we had to be very wise with using her vacation days. Right. And, and so you know, her being, you know, very gracious, she basically said like, look, 
you know, you have all these vacation days. I don't want you to like miss out on using them. So if you want, you can take the kids, uh, you know, actually at the time it was just our son. You can take him with you uh, if you want, or, you know, we can get my mom to watch the kids and you can go on vacation with, with, uh, with your friends. And so I look at it as an opportunity to, to create like a bonding experience uh, with uh, my son and then eventually with my daughter as well. Um, and so the first time we took uh, a trip solo was uh, to go to Hawaii at the time living in LA. Wow. British Airways uh, has, a, has a great uh, relationship with American Airlines. So I was able to re- uh, redeem 12,500 British Airways Avios for a one-way flight uh, to Hawaii, uh, to Honolulu. So we basically went to Hawaii for a week, uh, stayed using my buddy's uh, Marriott points at the, the Koalina. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful property has a has a really nice uh, like bay private bay there, uh, perfect spot for like watching the sunsets and and so it was pretty amazing. Uh, my buddy was with us, uh, so it wasn't truly solo, you know, but uh, wasn't without my was without my wife, uh, but it gave me more confidence to be able to travel without her because, like I'm, I'm sure most families are the same way where, the kids are all about being with mom. Dad's there to carry the bags and pay for things. And, and mom is there for whenever, you know, they scrape their knee or whatever, and they run to mom uh, for that comfort. And so I wanted to feel those experiences as well, where whenever the kids need something, they come to me. And, um, and so I, the next trip I took uh, went to, I think, I think we went to Cabo uh, with another family. So it was just me and uh, that other mm-hmm. family and their kids. Uh, took him to Costa Rica when he was, I think he was four or five years old. And so we went down to the, the, the uh, Andas, Papagayo down there. Um, Did your to... wife feel like she's missing out? These are some pretty awesome destinations. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she's... <laughs> <laughs> I definitely spoil her as much as I can. Uh, probably once a year, I try to take her on uh, a trip where it's just her and I, where it's a, like a business class or first class flight. Uh, something that I can spoil her because she doesn't, again, she works so hard. Uh, mm-hmm. doesn't take a lot of vacation days. And so I want to make sure that when we do get alone time that, you know, she's spoiled as much as possible, but yeah, I've taken him to Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, most recently took him to Amsterdam and Dillon, Denmark, where the Lego factory is. And oh, cool. Uh, so that's pretty amazing. And then my daughter, uh, she hasn't been <laughs> as blessed with all the, the one-on-one trips, but I did take her to Brussels, uh, in business class, uh, a summer and a half ago. So summer 2019. And so we got you know, great one-on-one time, went to Brussels, uh, went to, uh, to Ghent and basically just spent a week together, hanging out and eating French fries and, and chocolate and me drinking some, uh, some Belgian beer. You've got some lucky kids. Those are some <laughs> really great trips, <laughs> but, um, funny, you had mentioned Hawaii. Like I hadn't thought about this, um, before, we started recording, but um, my parents divorced when I was little. And so actually the first really memorable trip I remember taking is my dad took me to Hawaii when I was in fourth grade and that it was really special to have just, you know, that one-on-one time. And like at the time I was really afraid to go to Hawaii because I was, did I say fourth grade, but I felt like it was so far away and, you know, I was going to be so far away from my home. And and so, but once I got there, then, you know, I, I loved it, of course, but yeah, that is a really um, unique thing to do, I think with your kids. And, and I love how you're doing it because your wife can't, take as many vacation days, but this still allows you to travel and expose your kids, you know, to more places in the meantime. 
and how awesome that you really spoil your wife when she can go. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, for sure. Well, I think it's also one of those things that uh, when we lived in California, our kids were in private school. And um, it was actually, even though now I have more free time as a freelancer and don't really have a, a, you know, that set nine to five schedule that I'm here in Nashville, now they're in public school. And so it's harder to to take them away from school. Uh, But when we were in California with a private school, it was, okay, yeah, go ahead and go. And then you do some homework while they're gone and and everything's fine. Plus, they're obviously, we're, we're a lot younger at that point as well. And so it's not like they're missing critical, you know, uh, geometry or, or, or calculus classes when they're in first grade. Uh, right, but we, right. But what we would do is, uh, I started this with my son, I think he was five, is what we would do is we would print out some of the pictures that we took on the trip and we would post them, we would you know, uh, use glue and, and stick them to a, a poster board. And then he would present his vacation to the class. Oh, think, what a great I idea. I think it's one of those things that, that kids need to have that practice of, of being able to speak in front of an audience, right? And uh, it also gives them the opportunity to kind of uh, clarify their, their thoughts uh, and then also it cements those memories in their head as well. And a lot of kids aren't able to travel. And so this way you're bringing some of the world back to the class. And what we would do also is I would set aside a budget for like basically a dollar for every kid that's in the class. And we would find some sort of trinket that we can take back from the trip. And that way he can pass it around and give it to the classmates. And so that way they can experience a little bit of the culture or a little bit of whatever from another country. And so we've brought back like Mexican chocolates. Uh, he brought back from Stockholm. It was like just pencils uh, that were, that had like the Swedish flag on it. And so it's just something kind of fun for kids to be excited about, you know, something that's outside of their normal world, you know? And yeah. So- I love it. That's such a, such a great, great idea. And, and like you said, <clears throat> I find that sometimes my kids now we've gone so many places, they have starting to forget, you know, <laughs> like different, what we did at different places or this was there and that was there. And that's a great way, like you said, to help them just, it's kind of like taking notes or something, you know, just to um, cement that in their heads by then they're curating to themselves, like their favorite parts of the trip, you know? Absolutely. And then part of it also is getting back into the good graces of the teachers because yes, we, we <laughs> bring we the gone. teacher a really nice gift, right? <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. But we were gone for a few days and obviously they're missing out on school this way. It's like, okay. Uh, shows that they're doing some sort of educational thing because they are putting together basically a project and they're doing a presentation and it helps fill up the, the, the teacher's day as well. Cause it's something right. that the child has done now. Um, and I don't know, I think it's just one of those things that I want to make every opportunity for my kids to be the best kids possible. Right. Uh, so it's getting that experience of speaking in front of people. It's getting those international experiences, or even if it's not international, I mean, there are like almost, if you think of like, there's like 50 countries within the United States, essentially all the different States, uh, you know, you can experience something that's outside of it, your norm, whether it be food or culture or people or whatever, you can experience one that, yeah, they may be a little bit different than you. Maybe their skin is different. Uh, maybe their, their clothes are different, but you can also realize that there's a lot of similarities as well. And so I think by exposing them to all those different aspects, it'll, it'll help them so much more as they, as they grow up. Yeah. I think travel is such an amazing gift that you can give your kids. And as you and I both know, you know, using miles and points and learning how to do it free just opens the doors so much wider to be able to take them more places. And I know that <clears throat> I'd never been to Europe until I was an adult. 
And I was really scared to go to a country where they didn't speak the language and I didn't understand how the trains worked or they had different money and the whole thing. And I think when you take them when they're younger, it, they, they've already experienced it. They watched you go through it, not be afraid and try to speak the language and you, you know, and so I, I'm hopeful that when they are adults that they won't have that same, you know, hesitation about sure. trying new things and going different places. For sure. Yeah. The, um, when you mentioned the currency, that's one of the things that we added the, in the last go round of, of uh, presentations is that we brought back some of the international currency and then passed that around to the students. So that way they can see, okay, look, this is way different than our normal green money. Right. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then also uh, I had my son talk about the exchange rates. So it's like, okay, one, you know, us dollar is equal to X number of like Danish kroners. And then if you bought something that's $20, how many kroners would that be? And so it, again, it's part of that. Oh, you, you snuck in some math. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Right. Now, do you um, give your kids say in um, where you're going to go? Like I was just talking with a mom yesterday and she was telling me that like when their kids each turn eight, they get to pick a trip that they want to do. And so the, her one child had decided he was really into cars. And so he wants to go to Detroit and see an auto show. And it turns out she wasn't really interested in that. So the, you know, his dad is going to take him one-on-one -on -one to do that. So I just wondered, cool. do they um, help you pick the, the destinations? Uh, they haven't picked destinations yet. Um, you know, I know my daughter's wanting to go to Paris and she's five. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I'm afraid of what's going to happen. Must take her to Paris. <laughs> you know, um, and so, you know, I definitely want to start getting into that, into that routine, you know, but there's also a lot of places I really want to go. And, um, mm -hmm. and so it's, it's, yeah, it's probably, I think because they are so young and then don't really understand things as well. Uh, and especially using miles and points, um, you know, with miles and points, you kind of, I look at it as you pick your top 10 of places you want to go and based on availability and pricing and things like that, you may go to numbers two, four, and seven instead of maybe your top one, you know, just because the award availability may not be there or the pricing may be so high. You're like, well, I can go on these two or three other trips for the price that would cost to redeem for that, for that one trip where I can wait maybe next year. It might be a little bit cheaper because of just, variations that happen throughout the throughout the time with awards right and that's that's how we've been able to travel so many places too is exactly that we just look for what's cheap to book on points mm -hmm. from where from indianapolis and we try to go to those places and we've seen amazing places but and to that maybe as you're saying something when they get a little older it might be more appropriate or, or even to you know sometimes help get them involved in the planning i don't know if you do that but that helps you know if we find them get more excited and have a vested interest in where you're going if they've picked a particular activity or something you're going to do yeah well we try to especially if we're there for multiple days we try to set aside some time where it's like okay one, we have free time where it's, we can just kind of explore. And then if they see something they want to do, we just kind of stop and let them do it and not be in that mm -hmm. rush where you, you kind of have that National Lampoon's <laughs> vacation uh, mentality where it's like, <laughs> you got to cram everything into one, uh, into one, uh, one trip, you know? And I look at it as a lot of times that when you go on trips, it's almost like an appetizer, right? Where you sample a few things and then maybe you sample a few right. different cities in a country and then if you find something you really like, maybe you can adjust your itinerary or you can come back and specifically spend more time in, the, in that one city. Right, absolutely. 
So tell us what types of activities do you like to do with your kids when you're traveling? Well, right now we try to do as many during, during COVID, we try to do as many outdoor activities as possible. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like we just were in Bowling Green and we did the, some of the caves and we did this place called Dinosaur World and um, it just as much outdoor as possible. Just so that way, one, they can run around and, and burn off some of that energy, but also, you know, obviously being a little bit safer. Uh, that's where we're really kind of focused this year and, you know, in 2020 and also 2021. Uh I don't want to sit in my four walls as much as I, as I have to, right. I want to go out there and explore things, but you got to do it in a safe way. So we are trying to do as much outdoors as possible. Uh, I like to, I like to find things that are that mix of uh, fun and educational, um, like dinosaur world, for example, it was, I don't know. I mean, as an adult, you're like, oh, okay, cool. It's like, it's some, you know, uh, statues essentially of dinosaurs, but my son was really into it because you can see what the dinosaurs look like. And then there's plaques there in front of every dinosaur where you can actually read and understand uh, some facts about them. And so I like to find things like that where it's a mix of that educational and fun where um, they don't necessarily know that they're mixing in that, that educational opponent, but they are having fun doing it, you know? And so that part's really good. Um, the last couple of years, I've also been doing a lot of uh, like skiing and snowboarding. And so they have a great time there. Uh, we try to get them lessons whenever we go. So that way I'm not mm-hmm. stuck on the bunny slopes all day. I can actually go and right. some of the blues and, and the blacks. Um, and while they're, you know, on the, on the, the, the greens or the bunny slopes with the, with the instructors. And then at the end of the day, when I'm tired and I can just hang out on the green slopes with them and uh, get the last couple runs in before, uh, before we head in for the day. Yeah, speaking of uh, dinosaurs, one of the coolest things we have done recently was we were in Utah again to be outdoors and and hike and all that. But you know, there they actually have, you know, millions of years old dinosaur footprints in rocks, literally just around Moab, the town we were in, where you can just you can like drive to you know to them. It's kind of like a seek and find too, you know, like you have to go find the dinosaur footprint. And then you're actually looking at one that's been sitting there for millions of years. So that kind of stuff is a great way to get kids engaged. They're learning, but, but it was the finding of it was fun and how cool to actually see these things in real life, you know? That's incredible. Yeah. Um, so would you say that, you know, your approach to traveling is different than your wife's? Like, how is it different when she travels with you versus when you're traveling with your kids in terms of planning and logistics? And Well, unfortunately, so far, she hasn't really taken any trips solo with them. You know, I want to get to that point for her so that way she can have that one-on-one time with, uh, with each kid. Or even you know, when she's traveling with all of you, you know, how, yeah, sure. how, is your, how are your trips different? Well, um, they're they're mostly the same as far as like our itineraries she definitely wants to have more relaxation time because you know again she works so much uh with her with her current job so uh we try to plan more relaxing but she's very adventurous and wants to see and do and explore everything we do a lot more foodie type of things uh whenever she's around uh those type of experiences because you know she is uh, really into sampling a lot of different foods and and as my son has, has grown older and he's nine now uh, that he's really gotten into exploring new foods. Like when we took him, uh, I took him to uh, Montreal to go snowboarding at, at Mont Tremblant in January, 2020. 
So right before everything uh, really right. started happening, uh, you know, he uh, had what's it called uh, the 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 fries and the cheese curds and the, the oh uh, yeah mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the name of it right now um, poutine. And yes. so he like <laughs> when I when I ordered him some poutine, he, he looked at me like, "What is this? Like what what are you doing to me?" You know, because uh, it's not like a normal thing in, in the U.S., right? And I said, just just try one bite, and if you don't want it, we can throw it away. It's not a big deal. And uh, got him a nice drink, so that way he could like take a big swig if he needed to right away to get the taste out of his mouth. But he took a bite, and you could see the look on his face, like he's like processing it, right? Like, okay, I'm chewing. Okay, do I like this flavor? I'm not sure. And then after about ten or fifteen seconds, he's like, oh yeah, this is great. And next thing you know, he chowed the whole thing down. And so awesome. <laughs> it's really cool to, to see those experiences as they are experiencing different foods from around the world. And even though Canada is not like this far off exotic place, it is, it does offer a lot of things that we aren't used to here in the, in the States. So uh, those type of experiences are just wonderful. Um, yeah. And unfortunately on my side, I've got one very picky eater. So <laughs> we, we are very limited. That's like a big challenge when we're traveling to other countries is to find something that, that he will eat. So ho- I'm hoping he'll become more adventurous someday with that. But um, I, we haven't done a lot of traveling solo with our kids, but I know like a difference between us. My husband is much more of a planner. So he like wants to know down, you know, every single day exactly what we're going to do when. Whereas I like to kind of just show up <laughs> and see what I feel like doing that day. I mean, I have an idea of what there is to do. And then, well, what do we feel like relaxing today? Great. We'll hang out at the beach. Do we feel like, you know, sightseeing today? Great. We'll go do this that, or the other. But um, so that's probably would be the difference between our approaches if we were to, you know, travel alone with our kids. <clears throat> oh, sure. Yeah. With, with us, I mean, whether my wife's there or not, I pretty much do all the planning. She's just, she wants to just show up and like enjoy everything. She's like, you handle everything. You handle the reservations. You handle the planning. You handle what we're going to yeah. do. She'll have some input as far as the things that she wants to do that, I'm, that I have to make sure that I incorporate into the, into the calendar. But other than that, I, I pretty much handle everything. And, and she's happy with that. You know, she doesn't want to deal with it. Uh, she just wants to be able to show up. And it's like, I'm like the concierge for, for the vacation, you know. But I would, Yeah, I would that's say awesome. When, when you talk about the difference between traveling, you know, basically as a, as a mother solo or versus a father solo, that's one of the things I'm, I'm trying to encourage more dads to travel uh, solo with the kids, because when you see a mom, like say, you know, on, the, on your vacations with your family and you see like a, another mom who's there with one, two or, or many kids, nobody really bats an eye. Like, you know, maybe somebody will help her with like the suitcase or whatever, but they just look at her. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's normal. She's doing a mom thing, you know? And the, I, I think that's wrong in, in so many senses of the word is it because if a man does the, the exact same thing, you just swap out the, the, the mother for the father and everybody's like, oh my God, you're doing so great. That's so wonderful that you're taking the kids. <laughs> that's, that's true, it's yeah. Like, it's like, what are you talking about? We're both parents. We're both involved. We're both doing all the right things for our kids. <laughs> and why is it like some miraculous thing if the dad is traveling solo with the, with the kids versus it's just like, uh, not even batting an eyelash, you know, when like the mom is doing it. And so I think that's wrong. And I, I you know, I'm, Hopefully, hopefully trying to make a change in, in that um, by one, encouraging more dads to do it and then just making it more like a normal thing. Uh, that, do you that think that, traveling. that, yeah, that not very many dads are doing this? And if so, why do you think that is? 
Um, well, I mean, obviously there's the masculinity thing or whatever, like the macho or whatever. Um, but part of it also is that I think in, in many families, like the, the father is the one that is working the full-time job and working long hours and the mother mm-hmm. may stay home or may have a job that's more flexible, you know, or not as demanding hours. Right. Uh, so there is some of that. Um, but also I think part of it is just, you know, we're scared, right? Like, right, right. One, uh, you don't know what the kid's going to do. Uh, two, you're afraid of what your wife is going to do to you. If you, if you mess something up, um, like I took, I took my son to Cabo in October and, you know, it obviously it was a little sketchy, right. Where you're worried about coronavirus and, and everything like that. But I was more worried about what would happen to me for my wife. If, she, if me or my son caught coronavirus versus actually what coronavirus would do to me, you know, mm-hmm. so, <laughs> um, you know, and it's one of those things where, you know, the kids have, you know, they've scraped or they've gotten a little hurt or whatever when we've gone on vacation. And I'm like, oh my God, please be okay. Cause I don't want to hear it from, <laughs> from my wife. Cause it's like, I may do all the things right as a parent. Right. But I'm not going to do some things as good as she does it, you know, you just and, do, do it different, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I have a different approach and I have, I have a different maybe risk tolerance for certain things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a different way of, of traveling. And I think the kids need to be exposed to both, you know, whether it's one-on-one with her, one-on-one with me or all of us together. And, um, you know, it's, it, but it's one of those things where people need to do it. Even if it's, even if it's just like a staycation, right? Like, uh, you know, obviously a lot of people, whether it's money or, or time available, you know, you know, getting away from work and stuff like that. Even if you just say, you know what, I'm going to give you a weekend all to yourself. I'm going to take the kids. We're going to stay at a hotel. We're going to go off and like explore things in our town. And we're not going to come home. We're going to leave Friday after work and we're not going to come home until Sunday evening. And so you have the entire weekend to just relax, sleep in, take a bubble bath, hang out with your friends, whatever. Like you have complete, you know, authority to do whatever you want. And I'm going to take the kids away. So that way you don't have to be bothered this weekend. Yeah, that's a really good idea because, and that would be a good way to kind of uh, dip your toes in the waters of doing this too, right? As a dad, because you wouldn't be so far away that you couldn't get back if you needed, but um, but you could see how the experience goes also. But I know like talking about your risk tolerance, um, like for example, when we're in Utah or, or like on, where these big canyons, like at the Grand Canyon or whatever, like I'm always even though I have a 16 year old, (laughs) 12 year old, they're plenty old that they're going to fall off into the Canyon. Like I can't even stand for them to get, you know, within a foot of the edge. Whereas my husband's like, Oh, they're, they're fine. They're just fine. I'd be afraid if they went with him, they might fall. (laughs) We might not have kids when he came back, they would be at the bottom of the Canyon, but, but it's good for them to not have mom fretting, you know, the whole time, probably that they're trying to explore these beautiful things, but there just are different approaches, you know? <clears throat> and I know too, like I've found when, um, if I've traveled on my own and left the kids at home with my husband, that's actually been a really good experience for them too, because like you said, dad does things differently and, and they realize, Hey, they can survive without mom <laughs> for a couple days, you know, <laughs> and it's, re- it's really good for everyone to kind of realize that and realize they can do for themselves just fine, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And, and even if it, like you said, even just like a, like intros to things that, um, 
you know, especially now that we have two kids, like, you know, they, they, because there's two and because we have work and everything like that, sometimes they don't get like the, the certain alone time. And so even if you're not doing a staycation like that, just do like a, a daddy daughter or daddy son or a mother daughter, a mother son, just a dinner, you know, uh, going out and just hang out for yeah. like a dinner and a movie or dinner and, and uh, like a museum or whatever, where it's just the two of you. And, you know, I think kids really need that, like kind of like that one-on-one time. Cause you know, if they're always together, then maybe they have to act differently amongst each other or one wants more of the attention than the other, uh, et cetera. I think just having that one-on-one time and I'm trying to get my wife where even though she's not going out and doing like these different vacations alone with the kids, I want her just to go out like on a once or twice a month, take each kid out and just have a, a dinner by themselves. Um, right. You know, that way they can have that, some of that alone time together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So have any surprises come up on any of your trips that maybe you would warn other dads about? Has anyone fallen into a canyon? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we used to have three kids. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> No, uh, one of the one of the surprises that happened to us was this is before Scarlett was born, and so we were flying from, from California to Charlotte to go to the Great Wolf Lodge and then meet up with uh, my brother-in-law and his family, and so um, we nor- we're, we're like uh, we normally don't normally don't check bags, but because it, it was an overnight, we're like okay, I don't want to worry about it. I just want to like try to sleep for like three or four hours on the plane. And uh, so everything was checked. About an hour into the flight, my wife had to go to the bathroom. And so she, she handed the, you know, the son off to me. And so she went to the bathroom. While she was gone, he just got horribly sick. And within 15 seconds of her handing it off to me, oh my he gosh. just completely threw up all over me. Oh, like my, my shorts, That's the worst. my shirt. I mean, it was like you took a, a bucket of, of water and just <laughs> threw it on me. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm holding him. I'm, I'm just like, I don't even you know. You've done this do. 15 seconds earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I, I have like no change of clothes. And like, I'm serious. It was sopping wet. And when she came back, you know, obviously we cleaned the seats and everything like that. But I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I'm halfway asleep, right? Like obviously it woke me up a little bit because uh, the the bucket of water that was thrown on me. But I'm like, I... I don't know what to do. I'm like, I don't have any change of clothes. I have nothing with me and and everything like that. And so after that day, I always keep like a change of like a shirt or a change Mm. of clothes, like in my carry on. If I do check a bag, most of the time we don't check bags. uh, Cause like if we're doing like a weekend thing, I don't want to waste, you know, half an hour or whatever, waiting for the bag or, or dealing with, Oh, sorry, your bag didn't make it on this flight. We'll catch up to you later. I don't want to deal with all that stuff. So normally we don't check bags at all. And so if I do check a bag, though, I make sure I keep something with me. Uh, luckily, the person that was like, across the aisle from us saw, saw us, and he just had mercy on me and gave me one of those like, white undershirts from his bag. Oh, wow. How nice. So I was able to do that. But other, like, I literally just threw away the shirt because it, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it was horrible. So, I mean, I can laugh about it now. And at the time, I was, just, I was just dumbfounded. I'm like, I don't even know what to do. So. <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty terrible story yeah so the lesson is keep some a change of clothes with you right Ab- absolutely you know and also i'm obviously changes of clothes for the kids as well you know because uh, even if they don't you know soil you you know they they 
are in the habit of soiling themselves, you know. So that and always go to the bathroom before you get in line to board the plane. Because right. especially with the young kids, as soon as you sit down and as soon as the, the light goes on and they're starting to, to taxi on the runway, that's when they have to go to the bathroom. And you're like, no. And and then you get the dirty looks from the from the flight attendants right. and, and stuff like that. Like, sir, you, the, your child needs to be sitting. Like, what do you want me to do? They're going to go to the bathroom on the seat or in the toilet. Which one do you want? You know, because uh, yeah. they're four years old and they don't know how to control it. So, yeah, uh, always go to the bathroom before you get in line. Absolutely. <clears throat> and we always make sure to keep like food and water with us, too, because we've been in situations where we've got literally locked on a plane Oh, yeah. like coming back from Europe for hours with no water, you know? Um, so it's particularly if you have younger kids, it, I mean, I need water and food too, <laughs> right? <laughs> but yeah, good tips. So um, do, are there any tips you have for keeping your kids engaged, like on longer flights or road trips, well, keeping them entertained? Uh, well, thank God the airlines finally got rid of the, the rule where you had to put away iPads and stuff like that. Um, when you're when you're at the gate or you're taxiing before you like reach ten thousand feet, mm-hmm. because back in the day when when Timmy was like one or two years old, right, we're occupying him with the iPad, and this and the flight attendants walk by and like, oh, sorry, you got to put that away. I'm like, you want to tell that to the one year old? They watch him <laughs> scream his head off as soon as I take away, you know, Pokio or whatever like cartoon he's watching. I'm like, yeah, the, good luck with that, you know. And so you would kind of put it away for a second. They would scream a little bit and then bring it back out. Um, unfortunately, you gotta you gotta get like uh, if your kids like the color or those type of things, you gotta get the crayons that are like the the triangle shape. That way mm-hmm. they don't they don't roll off the uh, mm-hmm. the the, uh, the the tray. Yeah, that was good. That was that was a good lo- lesson we learned uh, as far as that goes. Uh, it's awesome now with uh, with Amazon and Netflix that you can download the videos so you don't have to buy them. And so you can right. definitely download those videos. Uh, Make sure you do that at least the night before, right? Yeah, <laughs> it absolutely. takes a while. <laughs> yeah, like the yeah like the week leading up to it. Make sure you're downloading things. Make sure you charge all your devices the night before. Uh, I always carry uh, one or two power banks with me, so that way, whenever the device does power down, because again, we're on Southwest and we don't have the plugs like uh, like American and some yeah. of the other airlines do. You know, so you want you need that extra device to be able to plug in. Uh, so those things are, those things are definitely key. Um, what I like to do is also sometimes buy some, like some treats, whether it's food or like a little toy, whether it's, you know, um, I would say Legos, but again, Legos are, are a horrible thing on the plane because pieces get lost very easily. Right. But try to have something that, you know, your, your kid likes that is not easily lost that like you keep it in your bag and then maybe later on, like midway through the flight or at some point during the flight, they start getting very fussy. You can bust out the surprise and all of a sudden now (laughs) they're, they're focused again and they're excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Okay. So, um, and and then bribery always works as your kids get older (laughs) bribery, you know, whether it's a treat, whether it's money, whatever, whatever you got to do to like get them under control. Uh, you know, there's no shame. There's no, (laughs) There's no judgment. Just do whatever you got to do, you know? Right, uh, right. Before we had kids, uh, my wife, uh, she'd probably, you know, kill me for saying this, but uh, before we had kids, you know, and sometimes we'd be on a flight and other parents, you know, their, their children are, are just crying and screaming their head off or whatever. She's like, why don't they get them under control? I'm like, look, they're screaming in their ear. We're like 
10 rows away. We hear it, but the, the, they're right in their ear. You know, trust me, if they want them to be quiet just as much as we do, if not more, you know, um, I would say this, if you have a young child, like a baby, one thing we really, that we learned, because again, we started flying our kids when they were six weeks old, is that young children don't know how to uh, pressurize their ears. You know, right. uh, they don't know how to, to swallow or like, you know, hold the nose and, and blow thing. And so they don't know how to do that. And so uh, even if, you're, if, if your child is like gone off uh, breastfeeding or whatever, like just having, whether it's, a, whether it's a bottle or breastfeeding, that helps them, that motion, right? Helps them pop their ears. And so right. that start that, you know, as you're taxiing or at right, right before it starts to do the descent, start that. And that'll get rid of a lot of that crying. Yep. Yeah. I've gotten to where just as a mom, I hardly even notice if kids are crying. I'm just like immune to it. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel sorry for the parents, but doesn't bother me. Yeah, um, yeah. So I want to ask you just some of your like just general uh, travel tips and flying free and favorite things. But before we do that, any last tips for dads who um, might attempt taking their kids on a trip on their own? Well, just one, realize that something is going to go wrong. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, nothing is ever going to be perfect, whether you're traveling with a family or just traveling by yourself, nothing, nothing's going to go exactly as planned. And, you know, just be flexible and understand that, that it's not going to go hundred percent right. And just go with the flow, you know, and yeah, you know, like I said, if you have to like bribe your kid with ice cream or a, a treat, just do it, you know, like one treat or one ice cream or whatever out of their, their life isn't going to ruin their diet. It's not going to, you know, give them cavities all of a sudden or anything like that. Just, you know, do whatever you got to do. And, you know, if anybody judges you, then tell them to, you know, to take off, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and all the things that go wrong will make good stories in a couple of years. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, Tell us if you have a preferred airline. Southwest is my, my preferred for, for domestic flights. And I call it international light. <laughs> I call them international light because they, they go to a couple of different destinations, but not a lot, uh, you know, internationally. But uh, whenever yeah. I'm flying internationally, uh, a lot of times it's uh, redeeming American airline miles for those international flights. Uh, luckily, I have a lot of miles in a lot of different programs, but American is probably one of the ones I, I look first for those international flights. And you redeem them on other airlines or do you fly American? Uh, it all depends where I'm going, right? Uh, so if I'm going to, to like Europe, right, then uh, maybe it's Iberian or um, somebody else. But uh, really, it's, it's just being flexible. And I like having points in different programs so that way I can try to pick and choose uh, what redemption I'm going to do. So what... Do you have any tips for flying families free? So that's what the name of our, my podcast is, um, Families Fly Free. So um, just in terms of having enough points for everyone to travel. Well, I look at it like this, is that it's not, a, it's not a failure if you can't get everybody to fly for free, right? And same thing with, it's not a failure if you don't have enough points for all of the nights uh, for your hotel stay. So if you can, if you can get... Uh, you, you and your, your spouse to fly for free, and then you're just paying for the kids, that's still a huge win. You know? Or if you can pay for all of you to fly one way for free, and then you got to pay cash on the way back, okay, that's, that's still a huge win. It, it's still a, a huge boost 
to your uh, to your uh, your travel budget, you know, and uh, having like say the the credit cards or you know status with some of the hotels makes a huge difference. Uh, so like if you're redeeming, if you have the uh, the Chase IHC rewards card, and uh, you're redeeming points for your stay, the fourth night is free. So you just save twenty five percent on your points. And so knowing some of those nuances really can uh, really can benefit you as well. Do you um, get the Southwest Companion Pass? I've had it every year uh, since 2007. So Right. And so that's I've, such a great way to make sure always one family member is flying free completely, yeah. right? <laughs> Absolutely. And the, and the fact that you can change it three times throughout the year, you know, and so a lot of times I'll start out with my wife as my companion, because obviously I want her to fly with me uh, as much as I can. But, you know, if she's not going to go on a trip, then I'll swap her out and then put in my, my son or my daughter as my companion. And then that way they will ride for free. And then if she happens to go or is able to uh, get time off from work at the last minute, then we just redeem some points for her to go. But I know for sure that one of my child uh, children is going to be able to go for free. Right. Hands down, best deal in, in travel. Um, all right. Do you have a particular, like a favorite travel item, travel gear that, that you love that you always bring with you? Uh, there's a couple of different things. One of the MyFold uh, booster seat has been a wonderful thing that's ever since we learned about it, that, uh, you know, the problem with having young children is that they require either a car seat or a booster seat. And either those are just big bulky things that you got to lug around. And I mean, those things are not light and they're not easy to carry. Uh, or, you know, you rent a car and next thing you know, you're paying 35 bucks a day to, to rent, you know, a, a gross car seat that somebody else has done who knows what to. <laughs> You know, and so ever since we learned about the MyFold, those things have been amazing. They fold basically to the size of like a like a like a thick paperback book, and uh, they wow. meet all the, the the all the safety standards for the National Highway Transportation Authority and and everything like that. And it basically what it does is they they pretty much sit pretty flat on the seat, but what it does is it it. Um, adjust the seatbelt because the, the way it's designed, it adjusts the seatbelt. So that way it's not going across their face or across their neck. It brings it down uh, based on the, the straps that are there. So the MyFold is pretty awesome. Uh, earbuds is, uh, oh no, sorry, not earbuds, earplanes is a pretty cool thing. Like we talked about, sometimes kids uh, have problems dealing with the pressure or like the sounds of like mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the drone of the, the engines. And so these little, um, these little ear things, are designed to fit in their ears and help get rid of some of that sound and get rid of some of that pressure. So that those are really nice. And again, uh, like I said, the, the power banks are <laughs> are a huge lifesaver when it comes to making sure your devices are charged. Because if you're like me and take a lot of photos with your camera, I mean, which is your phone, uh, the last thing you need is when you've maybe taken an overnight or taken a long trip and maybe you're watching videos on your phone or something and you arrive at your destination all of a sudden you got 20 percent battery and you have a bunch of things you're going to be doing the rest of the day and you need that gps you need to be able to take photos you need to be able to look up right. restaurants on yelp or whatever uh but your battery is drained and, and it's, it's dead part way through the day so having that power bank is uh, is also key for uh being able to, to function when you're trapped when you arrive at your destination Okay, great. Yeah, I, I don't know about the uh, the foldable car seat or the airplanes. I think those are those sound amazing. So my yeah. kids are older, but yeah, that's those are great. So yeah. okay, well, awesome. Well, thanks so much for all your tips for dads today. I 
I hope we inspired some of the dads out there to go and try a solo trip. Um, but before we go, will you just tell us again, where we can find you online and your podcast and on social media? Absolutely. So uh, baldthoughts.com is where I do like trip reviews and reviews of credit cards and products and everything else like that. Uh, and then we travel there.com is the, the podcast. And so um, on social media, I'm most active on like Twitter and Instagram at bald thoughts or at we travel there. And uh, if you have any questions, I would definitely love to be able to talk to you. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful today, please consider leaving an honest review either by clicking the stars or leaving a comment. And we'd love for you to subscribe if you want to be notified of future episodes. So we will talk with you next time on the Families Fly Free podcast. Ready to fly your family free? Come join me inside my Families Fly Free program where you get my simple step-by-step -step plan and my personal help so you can make more priceless travel memories with your family before your kids leave home. Visit familiesflyfree.com join. That's familiesflyfree.com join to learn more and get started flying free today.